Welcome to the One Bottle of Wine podcast. I'm Anissa. And I'm Emily. And tonight, we're teaching you all a lesson. Em, do you want to tell us about the wine this evening? I would love to. So tonight, we have a 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon, so a red again this week. Um, it's called Educated Guess. Mm, tell the, me more. The bottle's really fun. It has a bunch of like equations and looks like, I you know, I'm not really good at math or science but it does look like it has something to do with science (laughs) uh but no it's a really cool bottle it's runs about 25 dollars um we found it at total wine Mm -hmm. we are back in person recording tonight let's do a little cheers to that first of all yes let's also taste the wine while we're at it Mmm, that's good. That is so good. This is one of our more expensive bottles that yes. we've done. Um, I'll read a little bit of the back of the wine because it, it is fun and why they've called this the educated guess, why that's the name of it. Have you ever found yourself in a wine shop or restaurant pursuing the wines and wondering, how do I choose the best wine for the money? You might admire a label, recognize a name, or recall a great review, but in essence, you're making an educated guess. Mm-hmm. So this uh, specific brand of wines is basically taking the guessing out of it for you. So it's, <laughs> it's bringing you the wine. Um, it says, don't settle for less and buy educated guests. Oh, I love that. It's very cool. That's so cute. It is also by far probably one of the better wines we've had and one of the better Capsavs that I've had. I'm not going to lie. Um, it has, I want to say like a kick. What does Vivino say that it has? Uh, Vivino actually had some cool facts about this one. It's apparently among the top 2% of all wines in the world, hmm. which was, I mean, it seems like you agree with that. Yeah. Wow. Great choice, Em. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love to take the credit, so I will. <laughs> it's a, it's got a little bit of, I think, an acidic taste oh. to it, but not a lot. Not like... That's what I'm tasting when I think of, uh, the kick. Yeah. Do you feel it too? Yeah, definitely a little acidic, um, not sweet, so a little bit on on the drier side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's it's pretty bold. Like it's, I would say it's more bold than light. Yes, for sure. It seems like people on Vivino also feel that way. I'm gonna be like very honest with you. I'm really enjoying this wine. It's like one you can probably drink with any type of food. I, I was going to say, I feel like, I mean, we just ate some salads and chicken and it paired perfectly yeah. with, with that. So it's a very, and it's easy to like drink. And honestly, it's worth the $25. Like I'm not even going to say that I wouldn't pay that for this type of wine. So in my personal humble opinion, I give this one an 8.7 out of Okay. 10. I was going to go all the way with a nine. Okay. I feel like this is one of the better ones that we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, you know, the price does affect the taste as, we, as we're getting older and wiser in our wine palettes. Um, I agree with you on that one. I think it was worth spending the extra 10 bucks on it. Yeah. You know, have a nice, a nice bottle. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's uh, jump wanna, right in. Yeah. Do you, do you want to tell us, us a little bit about the background of this? Yes. So Em and I love to like brainstorm different content topics and stuff with each other like throughout the day throughout the week and one day last week Emily just texted me she goes hey I have a content idea I'm like okay tell me more and she's like what if we talked about some of the things that we wish we knew um, moving into you know like in different phases of our lives so 
we're going to tell you the things that we wish personally that we knew in hopes to spark some ideas and maybe some thoughts through you, like with you and your friends on things that you all wish you knew before different milestones in your life. Yeah. So the first one, Emma, I'm going to let you talk about it first because you're older than me. But the first one is things I wish I knew before I went to college. Yeah, this is a good one. I think it's because we like look back on college and you you think of all the things that you might have done differently had you known certain things. I definitely wish that I knew what I wanted to do before I went to college um, in terms of like where my career wanted to go because I feel like it would have helped me be a little bit more engaged and passionate in what I was studying if I knew that my career was going to lead there eventually. But because I didn't know what I wanted to do, I just kind of picked a major and went with it. Um, and so I definitely felt dis- disengaged. I wasn't a great student. And so it was just, mm-hmm. you know, it was like I'm just going to class because it's what I'm supposed to do. But I'm not going to class because I'm really interested in learning about this right. thing. Um, so I don't know that everyone feels that way. But I definitely felt that way. Especially going, you know, to, just to touch on that, especially going to a school like we did that was a liberal arts school where you had multiple gen ed requirements prior to actually getting into the courses that you needed for your major it's a lot more oh busy work oh I don't know you know whatever yeah um but I having been the second person in my family to go to college wish I knew more about student loans Mm -hmm. and the actual uh ways to apply for scholarships Mm -hmm prior to college so that you are not in a shit ton of debt yeah like your girl um you know for just college yeah and a lot of it being you know my family helped me out as much as they could but still you know I'm still paying back those gen ed classes that I didn't even know or cared as much about because I didn't feel like I needed to yeah so I wish I had more education and I did have a good amount of help. Like in high school, I took a course, um, you know, for a semester that was called like College Summit or something. And you learned about some of those things. But it was mainly just to help you apply to schools more than it was about what you needed to know in college. Mm-hmm. I also wish I knew um, how to like look for roommates or how to, you know, like things like that where we were in the age we're from the age of Facebook right mm-hmm. and I think we just don't didn't utilize it as properly as we probably should that's have. how I found my college roommate oh yeah I didn't yeah and I <laughs> loved my college roommate we had we lived together freshman and sophomore year mm-hmm. shout out to Brittany if she ever listens to this I don't think she does but <laughs> yeah we had I mean I I loved living with her we had a really great relationship um for the several years we lived together we found each other through a Facebook it was like a questionnaire yeah where you would like fill out all this information like do you smoke do you drink like Like, what's your and you basically went through it almost like a resume and looked through people's posts about themselves and how they answered these questions and you just found somebody who you sort of felt like would be a good fit and the two of us found each other we talked about it and we requested to be each other's roommates and we met for the first time on campus I mean thank god it worked out you know it it was really it was really great but um yeah interesting yeah I um I roomed with someone I already knew. Maybe there was that option, but I didn't utilize it. I don't know what I would utilize now if I was going to college, but I do think that people need to be a little bit more educated on what they kind of want to do and what their strengths and weaknesses are in terms of classes and stuff so that, you know, the thing 
I'm sure colleges are working on it, but signing up for classes that are requirements is so much more difficult mm-hmm. than we like to think. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything socially that you wish you knew, like less about college academics? Like, is there anything that socially you would have done different or you wish you knew before going to college? I wish I, well, we both played sports. Mm -hmm. So I wish that maybe socially I was just more open to like anybody than I was. You know yeah. what I mean? Because when you're an athlete, like you think that only athletes can hang with athletes. Right. And we both went to a really small school. So I think naturally we wanted to only hang with athletes. Yeah. I think there were so many fr- like opportunities that I could have been friends with other people if I was a little bit more open. Yeah. Yeah. What about I, you? Socially, like I feel like I did okay. I, I think I just would have made some better decisions if I look back, but who wouldn't, you know, right. who, who wouldn't look back at college and be like, I wish I made a better decision. I wish um, I was less drunk. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think I did okay in that department too. Um, Any no, wine? wine? Do you? Oh, no, go ahead. Give me a second. Ooh, that's a nice sound. All right, what do we have next? Okay, the next one is things I wish I knew before my first big girl job first corporate job or first like serious job that you have whatever field that may fall in probably okay so I had a big like a first job right and I think I was more desperate for a job I was only there for like six months Mm -hmm. and then the place that I work at now I've been at for the last six years Mm -hmm. so either way I think I just wish I was better at negotiating Okay. My salary mm-hmm. in particular. Um, and then, you know, just realizing that, like, I bring a lot to the table. Mm-hmm. And my resume obviously backs that up, for example. And then I have, you know, a college education. And I think during my first job, I was kind of just like, oh, my God, they want to hire me. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So I wish I had, you know, kind of like how people have recruiters now mm-hmm. that do a lot of the work for them. Mm-hmm. I wish I was able to, like, stand my ground a little bit more Yeah. then. Yeah. Because I feel like I'd be in a much better position now if I was back then. That's a great one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, coming out and getting, like, first job, being able to negotiate your salary and having a really, like, a much higher starting level makes a huge difference for, mm-hmm. like, the rest of your life that you don't even know. Um, that's a really good one. I like that a lot. Uh, mine would be just, like, knowing what the fuck a 401k was. Like, what is that? How do I do that to the best of its ability? Right. Is that important for me to have? Mm-hmm. How to do taxes? Like, what's a W two? Why do I need it? Where, where, who do I send it to? Like, those types of things would have been great to know, right? Before I got a job, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they just got thrown at you. Also, like simple things to just add on that, like interview skills, right? Mm-hmm. I think some people are so good at what they do, mm-hmm. but because they can't talk the way that you and I can, like, yes. I mean, we got a podcast for a freaking reason. But having that comfort. Of talking about yourself mm-hmm. and then asking the right questions. Like, I freaking love TikTok right now. By the way, we just made a TikTok. So if you're not following us, like, you should tomorrow. Um, Same handle, One Bottle of Wine podcast. Yeah, it should not be that hard to find. We have one follower. I'm following us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so easy. But, um, you know, nowadays, like, I, I sometimes still get those. Like, things you should ask on an interview. 
things that you should be prepared to answer on an interview. Mm-hmm. I think there's so much out there that people are just like, oh, no, I got this. Yep. I'm just going to wing it. Mm-hmm. No, like educate yourself about the company that you're applying for. Put yourself out there to more than one place. Mm-hmm. I did not do that. I settled immediately because I was desperate. My student loans was about to come in. Mm -hmm. I needed a job. I was a waitress. Mm -hmm. It wasn't going to cut it. I needed to get out of mom and dad's house. Like there was many, many things that required me to rush into it. And I think that, you know, had I taken a step back and prepared myself a little more, I'd be much better off now. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, all of that and then healthcare too, like what's good, what's not good and like all the things that you have to factor in when you get a new job, right? It's like, it's not always just about this salary or that salary. It's like, okay, well, some place might pay you a ton, but their healthcare options might be really expensive. Or they don't offer you 401k. Or they don't give you 401k. Matches, or their yeah. t- their like PTO is not great. Like you don't get a ton of time off. So like there's lots of pros and cons. Um, everywhere that you're going to work and so knowing how to knowing how to like value that appropriately uh is uh, yeah is definitely something I wish that I had known before joining the workforce literally and by the way anyone that's applying for a job now or like looking to apply for a job a new job utilize that company's HR department and ask them a lot of questions because they honestly that's what they're there for they're there to answer your questions and to be honest with you about whatever questions you're asking. A lot of these like bigger corporations put a lot of money into their HR department because it backs them up. And I think you need to just be prepared to talk to somebody in depth if you want more answers. Yeah. No, I agree. Utilizing your HR department is a huge one. Um, I mean, I think both of us now are in good spots in terms of our jobs. Like yeah. we're happy where we are. For sure. and we've you know we've made it even though we didn't know this stuff like we've you know we've made it to a good spot so thank goodness for that we lucked Um, out (laughs) yes we lucked out and i mean everyone figures it out eventually yeah you just need someone to take a chance on you Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. okay what's our next one okay so this one's specifically for you um because your girl's not married um so things i wish i knew before getting married um i (laughs) What did you wish you knew before you got married? Um, Maui'd. So to me, marriage always seemed like this really big, huge step that you take in your life. And it's this big deal. There's a big wedding and everything. But I kind of wish that I knew how it wouldn't feel different. You know, like Daniel and I dated for almost six years before we got married. We were together for a really long time. And we've told each other many times that actually us moving in together was a bigger step than getting married because that was a bigger life shift right we had to go from being separate houses to moving all of our stuff into one house learning how to live together grocery shop together and do all these things together that is my biggest piece of advice for people who are considering getting married or settling down with some with someone for the rest of their lives potentially is that like living together was a much bigger shift getting married was us signing papers and putting rings on our fingers it didn't change how we were toward, towards each other. We, it didn't like change our values or, or any of the rules that we like operated by. Um, so I like wish that I knew that marriage wasn't such this like big deal, scary thing mm-hmm. that it was more of just a, 
you know, like a label that you slap on a relationship. Right. right. So just to clarify for everyone, you and Daniel lived together for how long prior to your marriage? We lived together. We moved in together just after we got engaged. We had been, I mean, I was basically living there, but we weren't officially living there. I wasn't officially paying rent before Mm -hmm. that. Um, But yes, we officially lived together for a year before we got married. Okay. And that so. was definitely a, the. It was right after we got engaged. We we moved it together. Yeah, one hundred percent. I don't know anything about that because I haven't lived with anyone yet. But I've definitely had like snippets of it, and I know for a fact it would be very very difficult to adjust unless you're on the same wavelength. Yeah. And I think the best way to figure that you're on the same wavelength is to live together before you put a ring on it. So the people that are out there, young, engaged, getting married, whatever it is. I mean, now things have changed, right? When our parents were getting married, that wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. But as the divorce rate has gone up in this Mm -hmm. country specifically so much in the last 30 years, 50 years, I don't even know what the exact number is, but it's definitely been increasing steadily. Um, It's because people, I think, aren't doing all of the right things and like are saying, I have to be married versus, like you said. So it might be one of those things, like things I wish I knew. So what should I know before I move in with someone? Well, before you get married to someone, I feel like you should know what it's like to live with them. That's that's what I think you should know because I think that is the bigger deal to me the bigger shift in your life is that you're so used to operating on your own and doing your own things on your own schedule you buy your own groceries you pay your own bills like you have your systems set up in place Mm -hmm. to live your own life and then when all of a sudden you have to share that with someone they may not do things the way that you want them to be done and so you guys have to figure out a way exactly you have to find a way to compromise and and get through that um or else like you probably shouldn't be together, right? So uh, it is, yeah, that's my biggest piece of advice is just figure out what it's like to live with that person before you, and have responsibilities, right? Like don't just live with them, but live with them. Make sure you guys are talking about finances, like having those tough conversations too that, you know, it's it's not easy, but have them because it's Mm -hmm. important. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, next one is more directed at you (laughs) well both of us but like I feel like you because you did it by yourself have a a bigger talking point Mm -hmm. but things that you wish you knew before you bought a house hmm okay I like that one um so I bought a house like 15 months ago a year and some change um and I was fortunate I had a very easy process I had um a friend recommend, you know, a loan officer. My dad's best friend was my real estate agent. Um, and he treats me like his daughter. And he was helping me look, you know, looking out for me like his daughter and, mm-hmm. and very understanding that it might not happen that quickly. I, however, was looking at a house during COVID. Mm-hmm. So I started looking at like at it in February of 2020. And then in March of 2020 is when COVID really Mm-hmm. you know went all out so I struggled I sat back a little bit didn't look as much because there's no way I'm gonna buy a house just virtually looking at it mm-hmm. like your girl needs to touch feel see smell of course all of the above um and you know once we were able to look back at houses I didn't end up buying until October and I think for me I think it's really important for people to realize that 
You know, it's an investment. It's a long-term mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Things I wish I knew was what really, really, really mattered to me in a house. Mm-hmm. And having lived with my parents prior to that and having lived in San Diego prior to that, I wasn't as keen on the things that I needed on an everyday basis or wanted. Um, I just wanted to buy a house. Mm-hmm. You know, so I wish I made a list that I wanted to stick by. Yes, mm-hmm. the market was hard and it made it a lot difficult to check off everything on my box. Right. But I wanted to look at it and say, hey, like, you know, if having a backyard was on my list and I wasn't going to stray away, like what I need versus what I want. Right, right. Um, and I think for anyone, and I've already given a couple of people that I know advice on this that are like first time buyers, I'm like, make a list of things that you absolutely want mm-hmm. that are like deal breakers if you don't have them. And mm-hmm. then make a list of things that are like bonuses. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like buying a car. Like, you go and you buy a car and they're looking at you and they're like, do you need a sunroof or do you just want one? Right. And you're like, ah, I need a sunroof. I said that shit. I need a sunroof. I have not opened that shit since I got my car. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like being very aware of what you need. Yeah. Whether it's a backyard or, you know, a gas stove. Yeah. Like, it depends on what you want. So I think that I wish I was more aware of writing things down. Yeah. What about you? I just felt... I went on a tangent. I'm so sorry. Uh, we bought our house in the end of 2019. We had been married for a year and we uh, bought our house. Our house is a little different. It was a new build, so that's slightly different than having to scour the housing markets and everything. We got very fortunate that uh, we were living in the condos that were just a couple streets behind where we are now, so we've really been in the same neighborhood the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean, I wish I I wish I knew more about the new home build process. It was it was definitely a long process um, of of just like a ton of decisions hitting you in the face all at one time, uh, and then having to live with them forever. So mm-hmm. <laughs> not forever, I guess, but yeah, having to right like having to live with all the decisions you made, then going forward. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm. Yeah, I, I liked yours. I like yours, like making a list and sticking to it, not settling for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had known that I was going to be working from home. It would have changed, I think, what we decided to do with our future home. Our house right now is not really built Equipped for, that, for yeah. I mean, we have enough space right now. But, you know, if we ever think about having another kid, we would then need to figure out what I would do for my office. Because right now we have our only other bedroom being utilized as my office. So... We would just have oh, yeah. to figure out what we would do. I mean, and we can make it work, but... You would just make a nook, a nook in your, you know, master room or something like that. Yeah, or it could yeah. come work down in, in the dining room. Whatever We will it improvise. Be. We will make yes, it happen. Yes, we'll have to improvise. All okay. right. Well, there's plenty of le- things to learn. You know, for anyone that's listening now, I just want you guys to know that you're so fortunate to have the social media that you have to have, you know, to look at things without even leaving your house. You're fortunate to have podcasts like ours that give you freaking advice. Yes, like you're I welcome. have that shit. Yeah. Like thank me later. Um, you're fortunate to be able to Google just about anything and find an answer. Which, you know, on that topic, don't Google and read one thing and think that that's the answer. Like scour your sources. Do your research. Okay. So on a lighter note, 
I'm going to switch things up a little. And I'm going to say things I wish I knew before I first started drinking. Mm, okay. So rewind. Yeah. Revert, revert. Um, what I mean by that is obviously we're going to say legally drinking. <laughs> don't take us down. <laughs> well, we'll just say we'll just say before we started drinking, but we don't have to give away how old we were when Absolutely. we started drinking. You're right. You're right. All right. Then. So when I had my very first drink at 21 years of age <laughs> on the dot... I'm just kidding. Um, I... You know you're lying. I wish I knew, like, which types of alcohols tasted best. So I could just have avoided the ones that taste like crap. But that's part of the whole, like, experimenting of it, it right? Is that you just kind of have to... Actually, the first time I drank... This is a funny story. The first time I ever drank... Again, I won't tell you how old I was. um, I was having a sleepover with several of my friends um, in the basement of my parents' home. And my parents had this Russian vodka in the freezer. And like dum-dums, we all drank the vodka, all felt, and then we're eating candy. We basically were like eating candy and drink and like taking Ugh. sips of this vodka. Yikes. And uh, all of us ended up feeling very sick afterwards. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh my God, well, we can't let my parents know. So of course, like dum-dums, we went and filled the rest of the bottle with up water. to where it was with water. <laughs> And stuck it back in the freezer, and my parents 100% knew, and I got in trouble. They couldn't prove it, but they also never drank it because it was disgusting, so I'm not surprised that they didn't right. drink was it. it. Was it the potato one? What is it called? I don't remember. It's so cheap, we don't even know the name. Yeah, but it was like... It's not wine, that's why we don't know the name. <laughs> it was something It was something gross. Whatever okay. it was, it was really bad. Stoli. It's Stoli. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what we have. That's the short version. Stoli Russian vodka. It's literally made from potatoes, and it's freaking foul. It's disgusting. I've had that, and it's nasty. It's gross. Okay, so things that I wish I knew before I started drinking. Hmm. Probably going to have to say that you don't need to take shots on shots on shots to feel the effect. Oh, my God. Like, yes. your girl was like, I don't feel anything. Let's have some more. Uh, no. That shit takes a minute to hit. Mm-hmm. Like, take one and then wait a couple minutes, like maybe at least 15. At least stand up. At least stand up. Like, don't sit on your ass <laughs> and just pour it back. <laughs> and then before you know it, you're six shots deep. Uh-huh. Don't know your name. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, that's not how it was the first time I drank, but like, that's how it felt. Yeah. So in all honesty, I mean, even still to this day, like when you're sitting and taking shots, you do not realize the effect that shit has on your body. Depending on how much you ate, uh-huh. depending on what you ate, and how much water you've had that day, how much like there's so many different factors. Do not pound shots and then stand up. I don't care if it's more. When I say shots, that means more than one, and then stand up and pretend like you're not going to feel anything because, sis, bro, friend, yeah. you gonna feel it. Yep. So things I wish I knew that uh, that shit don't work instantly. Yeah. So how it affects you. Yeah. Yeah. And like how to pace yourself. That's what I'm getting yeah. at mainly. Again, that's not, that's. I mean, that's part of all of the learning of, of. I don't know how to pace myself in anything I do, so it definitely is like a this hold on. Is true. We like that's something bartenders should do. They should pace you for should, you. Should, they should train you how to pace yourself. <laughs> yeah, be like, uh, you sure? You just had one a second ago. Um, okay. So mm-hmm. do should we let's close out with this last one? Okay. Okay. Things. I wish I knew before having sex for the first time. Who? Is that you asking me so I can go first? Shit. Um, okay. 
things I wish I knew before having sex for the first time. That foreplay is a gem. It is a necessity. It is amazing. And it makes things go so much smoother for both parties. <laughs> Literally speaking. I know. I was like, what? our eyes are wide <laughs> as shit. She's looking at me like, yeah, yeah, no, uh-huh. Um, foreplay is necessary. So foreplay. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's a big one. Again, we go back to the whole, this is sort of everything that you learn when you're experimenting. Like you, mm-hmm. you learn what works and what doesn't just like mm-hmm. with drinking. Um, I think well, I, I just sort of wish that the education behind like sex was a little bit more direct and informative instead of trying to, I, I just felt like all of the education was very cringy growing up oh, where yeah. they tried to disguise it as something that it wasn't it, that it wasn't and and oh it, well it's a man and a woman who are in love like no that's not always the case sometimes people just do things because they want to do them and because they feel good like I, I just wish it had been addressed a little bit better for us growing up in and school more honestly and honestly where you can just like talk openly and also not so much shame my sisters and I were having this conversation last night is like I know I'm going off onto a tangent right now because this isn't really answering the question but we we had this conversation last night about how there's so much shame around women's bodies around sex around like all of that and it's all looked at as very shameful and something that you only do in the bonds of marriage and like it's false it and it just is not the way that life is and and i don't know anyone like almost anyone who views sex that way and so like you know i just i just hope that that changes i hope that we can raise our children to just understand sex for what it is so i'm with you on that and the reason I'm so with you on that is uh, we have shows on MTV that talk about fucking teen marriage, teen pregnancy, teen this, teen that. But your education department can't talk about how a vagina works and how a fucking penis works. And the fact that they, if they have intercourse, they can make a baby and they can also transmit diseases and they can also do this and this and this and this. We need to be more open about it's It's one of those things where it's like be aware of your fucking surroundings. Yeah. If everyone around you, like, just because you're talking to 16-year-olds about the truth, honest truth about sex, like, yeah, it fucking feels good, but you shouldn't have to do it all the time, and you shouldn't do this, and you shouldn't do that, and all that shit. If you're fucking honest with them, I'm willing to bet that half of them have already experimented with it by the time they're, like, 16, for example. Right. And I think that's a decent age to start talking about something like that, because so many hormones are, like, in their bodies at that time that, I mean, maybe 15, 14, and it depends. Some people are earlier than others. But I think that there are so many things. I just gave you one, like, foreplay, oh, the pleasure thing. But I wish I knew, like, more about STDs. Yeah. I still don't know half the shit I probably should about my vagina. Ovulation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when you're ovulating, when you're not. What birth control has, what effects birth control has on you. Yeah. Like, don't, bitch, don't get me started. I know. Whew. There's a lot that goes behind sex, I think, and and obviously I'm I'm t- trying to take a little bit more of a PG route with it. Um, but no, I do wish that the education behind sex was just. I wish they had given us a more uh, modern, I guess, like education on it. 
And and I know now something that is being done that I, I very much agree with is talking a lot about consent and mm. a lot about what that means, what that looks like, how like alcohol does or does not impact that. And I, I do think that that's so important at a young age to start talking about that. Facts. I'm with you. Listen, we're not going to go and talk about like a sex tangent because this is not call her daddy. And if that's what you're into, go over there. But, you know, I do think that we want to address more of like the everyday person perspective. And, you know, just a posed question for you because I know um, you're a mom. I think that maybe you can agree with this or disagree. I don't know. But do you think parents ha- need to have more of an open understanding and communication with their children about this stuff? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I, with their educational system, like the board and stuff like that? I think that the conversations 100% start at home. I don't, I'm not trying to put all of this like educational stuff on the actual education system itself mm-hmm. um, because I do think that a lot of that responsibility falls on the parent to educate their kids. Um, so... Yes, my my parents were very hush hush about it. I don't mm-hmm. think it did Same. good things for me in terms of like my um, sexual like life. I feel like I always felt a lot of shame and mm-hmm. guilt around uh, around sex in general, and I like I don't think those are healthy feelings because I never wanted to talk to my parents about it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so important that you keep those communication doors open for your kids to be able to ask questions and not make them feel ashamed of themselves for thinking about it or talking about it. And again, like I I love my parents to death. I think they're like wonderful, wonderful humans. Same. But it's that it, again, it's a generational thing. It's a oh, absolutely at the time that was just very not it was not okay to talk about that and you never talk about it with your kids now we're growing into an age i think where that's if you don't realize else will right you can't control what that we're realizing the effects that's that's had on those kids who never talked about it because if you don't talk to your daughter about it she's somebody else she's also going to figure it out for herself and somebody else is and you can't control what that somebody else is telling them yes and you know i'm 28 years old and i still won't have a conversation with my parents about sex. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. So I think, you know, as we grow generationally, people are much more open to it. And I think there are a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of people and a lot of our listeners are going to have very similar or different things to say about what they wish they knew before having sex. Yeah. Definitely. So if you have anything specific that we might have left out, please chime in. Tell us on our social media. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram and, you know, feedback is always appreciated. Always welcome. Yeah. And if there's any other of these you wish you knew before X event in your life, let us know that too, because we can always do another one of these where we bring up different, uh, different scenarios. We kept it short and sweet for you guys this week. We're trying to, we're we're on a new path now where we're trying to keep it nice and short for you guys. We don't bore you for an hour. So (laughs) We're, get, we're close to it. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and take us out. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We love having you here. Also, make sure to go to our Insta and our TikTok and follow us at One Bottle of Wine Podcast. Definitely tune in next week for another bottle. We have some very exciting stuff next week. Some Valentine's Day specials. Mm-hmm. And lots of good booze. Yes. We'll see you right. next time. Cheers. Cheers.